minute. Crossface. The Daily Talk Show. A conversation sometimes worth recording with Josh Jansen and Tommy Jacket. It's a Daily Talk Show, episode 126. What is going on, TJ? Mate, uh, sitting inside. You know, um, heat has become crack in, in the winter. <laughs> James walked into my office before and he goes, dangerous, mate, dangerous. Because I was like really close to the heater with it on. Nah, nah. Steps away from it. He's like, puts his hand out to feel it. Oh, it's like once you sort of sit in front of one, you're done. You're done. Yeah. What well, was he? Was he? Re- he wasn't referring to being dangerous in the sense of you're too close. <laughs> he didn't give a shit about my safety. It was more about <laughs> the addiction that you get once you sit in front of the old heaters. Well, I feel I feel like there is a safety issue because you told me that that heater got a bunch of rain on it. You're like, oh yeah, I, I got a heap of rain on it. It still works. <laughs> yeah, we're cowboys over here, bro. This that was the one at home. the The owners of the house that we're renting, they were like, oh, you you guys can just have um, this heater if you want. And then so we put it out on the balcony, and and then it started uh, raining. And then we took it in three, uh, about two months later. And we're like, maybe we should just check if this still works. And it did. And so yeah. we didn't have to go to Bunnings and buy a new one. So I was happy about that. Perfect. <clears throat> Man, uh, my voice, can you believe that we're, what, a week and a half, I don't think we've had like a normal show where I haven't sounded sinusy. Me too, though. It's, it's gone. Fr- yeah. it's, like, it's like I got you sick through the, the microphone. Impossible. But anyway, uh, we <laughs> clearly, got some email. We got some, <laughs> we, we've been getting some um, great emails lately. Cindy sent a really nice one about the um, uh, about starting a new job and listening to the show. Thank you, Cindy. That's right, Cindy. And, if, uh, if you, a bunch of people. If you are listening, I uh, you, she left her address um, on the email, so I'm going to send her some stickers. Yeah, great. And uh, there's a. Uh, we also got Trevor Long said how badly you fucked up the um <laughs> pronunciation of the uh of the different um phone companies but he put a caveat in there that it might have been him as well but it was trevor it's probably my fuck up mate and and bit of, bit of both you, bit of both. you actually said oh can you pull up that email can you read those out you were throwing me under the bus because you would have had no <laughs> yeah. hope of doing it i realized str- no idea as soon as i did it i was like oh no idea. shit um also i got a message from penelope uh, she lived, yeah. She was up in Shepparton. She used to work with me on the street team, but then moved to Shepparton. Actually, I think she moved into my house, and she was hearing the story about the the mice that I the, the mice oh, that I killed the mouse that I killed under the. Um, Are they the still cushion. there? Yeah, I don't know. She's not there. Definitely mice there, but uh, we've all we've all fled. Um, I actually and also um I yeah I also wanted to mention Danny's email too who um, sent a really nice email and said, uh, you know, he would love some stickers and spread the word. And then he said, uh, having said that, Josh's travel log is a bit bit boring, but probably only because I couldn't give a fuck about the places you're going. (laughs) (laughs) A A fair point, Danny. Yeah, fair point. But he also cares about you. So it's this two... Two prong thing. It's yeah. It's a conundrum. It's a conundrum. Yeah, very much so. I um went last night to an event held by Vice, you know that uh, media organisation that does edgy content. Yep. For anyone out there that doesn't know, um, 
but they were it was like a panel discussion and i was going i was going with my mate ryan who we've had on the show ryan john and we mm-hmm. got to the building in the city and we got to the the elevator and we hit the button there was another guy standing there and we kind of all got into the lift together and um he, he hits so i said elevator i meant lift and anyway so we all mm-hmm. got into the lift together and then we pressed the same button so we we're obviously going to the same event and then he goes he should this other guy we didn't even know leans out and he's like hey you tommy uh, yeah he's like, oh, oh this is good daily talk show and I, Bullshit. <laughs> I swear so his name's harry he um we end up sitting with him absolute legend from sydney i've never met him before he's a filmmaker so shout out to harry um and he reckons he knows you or he's he's met oh, so you. harry roth from orange yes yeah, yeah, I know Harry. Man, he he does some awesome stuff. He's um, he actually came to he he grew up in a country town and basically converted his shed on like some sort of I'm gonna say it's farmland, but it might have mm. just been a big property. He converted it into a big film studio. Well, and it's, I've, it's I subscribe to his email. It's probably better than half the other people in Orange that have converted their sheds into meth labs. Because there's a yeah. there's a big meth problem there and Shepparton, so he's uh, well. He's also using a lot of hot lights as well, <laughs> so he's probably probably surprised he never got a knock on the door for his energy bill. They're doing a flyover with the uh, you know heat detector helicopter. Harry's ra- yeah, Harry's exactly. house gets raided. He's got a few redheads, <laughs> but he was a legend, and um, he said he'd been listening to the show from early days. So yeah, oh amazing. I mean that's yeah so good. How was the so this vice thing? What was the deal? What was it all about? I was a um, Ryan sent it to me and said, "Mate, you 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 keen on this?" And I said, "Are you going?" He said, "I'll go if you go." So I said, "I'll go." And then we went, and it was like um, a, an interviewer or moderator from Vice, and there was three panelists: a creative, a marketing person, and a strategist. The strategist, he was this French dude. All I wanted to do was have him speak the whole time because his voice was so awesome. <laughs> and um, and so they were just talking about content. You would have enjoyed it. One of the things, the, the chick, the content person, the creative, she called herself, um, she isn't a creator, but she's a creative. So she's just coming up with ideas for brands, for briefs that are probably coming towards them. Um, but something she said was... She's like, oh, the prediction is that, you know, five years' time or, you know, it sh- the really short micro content is on the way out and what's going to come in in a big way is this long-form content that, you know, big brands are going to put money behind. So Coca-Cola will be doing films, you know, brought to you by Coca-Cola. So it's like a, a Netflix series brought to you by Coca-Cola, not in that not the specific you know, um, connection between yeah. Netflix and Coca-Cola, but in terms of brands funding longer form storytelling documentaries, which I thought was, you know, something that we're moving towards doing more of. Is yeah, I think, form. I think that it's not going to, I think that this idea that something's going to completely go isn't really true. I think that people probably overbake that. Like they call, um, this longer form stuff bvod it's like broadcast video on demand with with this idea that you spend a bunch you know it's like tv but within the context of streaming or stuff Mm -hmm. like that but 
look at stuff like Insta Stories. Like, yes, there is IGTV, which is moving to, you know, longer videos. But man, Insta Stories is like crack. I spend so much time mm. just clicking through and you can actually tell a really compelling story. So I think that probably it's just taken way longer for the mainstream media and also the big, you know, the longer form uh, production houses to be able to see the value in a streaming only mm. or online only offering because it's hard to monetize. Yeah. But as soon as they work out the monetizing thing, then I think there's going to be every t- different type of content. And yeah, I guess that's a good opportunity for us, right? From a creating longer form stuff. Yeah. And the, the strategist guy was talking about, and he said this thing with real conviction and I, and I had the sense that people were like, you've lost it, mate. He was saying, that you're not listening to me. He said, you're all in the room. You're not listening to me. You're predicting a few cent- a few seconds ahead of me of what I'm saying, which means that it's like this idle. There's no disruption in, in the communication that I have. So you're kind of just floating along. And <laughs> I kind of did get what he was trying to say. He's like, he's talking about creating things that disrupt that line of thinking where you're just kind of consuming and you're just okay i can tell kind of what's going on here and what's happening and so it's like disrupting that pattern of people predicting what is coming up next from the person what they're saying um which yeah i mean it's, it's another <laughs> i think the reality is when you're on a panel you're trying to say profound shit and you're trying you're trying to yeah panels are, i think panels are hard i think like i think they're probably easy to easy to do in the sense of you just but it can get a bit sort of circle jerky and a bit just sort of nothing of true substance coming out of it what what have you been consuming lately like do you find that you spend are you spending a lot of time on youtube i know i went through a, a stage of just like every morning waking up going onto my tv and watching youtube mm. what are you doing at the moment i haven't got that habit i just I, podcasts for me just driving any like when i'm in the car yeah. just smashing podcasts audio books so a lot of a lot of audio medium maybe it's because we're doing the i i'm i'm editing all day half half the time or creating videos so it's like i i do like it watching some video content but a lot of the a lot of the people that i've been following they haven't been going hard on making content so i've kind of tuned out yeah i think that the other problem too is that content has a bit of a dirty name now when people think of content they think of like this specific captioned style video where they're giving some sort of advice i think that the the advice type um content is on the way out Mm. like i think that this this idea of just being like a a meme looking video with some dude yelling at you (laughs) like i think that we we need more than that don't you think yeah did i take you in that one the other i don't think i did take i'm gonna take you in one it's a, a guy who i know I don't know him person like I don't know him well, but he's he's selling personal training certificate certificate three and four, and he's just yelling, he's just yelling, <laughs> and people are responding. Oh, I wish I had that when I was around. I was like, did you not just feel gross because he yelled at you? Aren't your ears bleeding? <laughs> <laughs> it's um oh you know you know how you we saw that um, ad that Seven Eleven did. Um, on Instagram. Oh yes, yeah. And so it was like, so it was like a Vox Pop. 
yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so a, a guy was um, essentially asked. He looked like a an intern from the agency that we were sort of joking about. Yeah, but yeah, well, tell us more. And so, in short, he was getting testimonies of people who really like. Seven Eleven, one dollar, two dollar, three dollar coffee, and every one of them. Funnily enough, Peter Shepherd was <laughs> was in the video. <laughs> they um, all of them, and it just had this bit of a gross stench because everyone was like, "Yeah, it's the most creamy, beautiful coffee you could ever have," and it was like, it it, it was like it seemed legit in what they were saying, but it, it didn't seem fake. So my point is like they weren't overly sarcastic in their delivery of this. They were obviously just said oh what do you think yeah it's great it's like almost like taking a bit of the piss and ryan john who i was with last night at the event he asked a question he kind of talked about this and he said like is it diminishing returns in creating this testimonial which is like a hundred percent there's not going to be a negative testimonial every one of them is going to be amazing and spruiking the brand like is that detrimental to the brand and the um this is the only time i didn't want the french bloke to be talking because um, he said that yeah. he didn't he didn't agree in he said Seven uh, Eleven are a tongue in cheek brand and that seems like that was you know really down their alley and then I grabbed the mic and I said yeah you can also get sarcasm wrong and everyone laughed which is yeah yeah <laughs> but I don't think I I don't know if it was sarcastic no, was it like I definitely didn't get that vibe that's what I mean he was he had to say something up on the panel and he and he was talking yeah. like he's seen it but yeah I. I just think there's another approach to doing testimonial videos in now mm. in the common day where it's rather than just people talking about how good the brand is that doesn't work. So I think you see there is like a uh, there's there's periods of time where things work or you know we're not calling bullshit on everything but then for some reason there gets to a point where it's just an overload of it like you're saying the all those videos of people just shouting advice at you. It's like it becomes a point where it's, yeah. it's not advice anymore. It's annoying. But I also think that what happens is that it uh, some of these things start off in a pure form where it's quite good. I don't know who it says, but someone, there's a, sort of a famous dude who says, uh, marketing ruins everything. <laughs> and if you think about it, it's like, uh, think about the early days of Twitter or even Instagram and it's this single feed where you see everything and then all of a sudden marketers come in and you know, there's a desire to make money from it. So true. And, um, and I guess I think where we're seeing it as well is it's the faux authenticity. It's this, I think that what probably marketers are realizing is um, being or people want authentic content. The problem is that they're trying to make content that looks authentic that at its heart or core isn't mm. authentic mm. which i think complicates it even more yeah when you when you're trying to deliver something authentic to sell a product and that is a very strong emphasis the part about selling the product it, it's like it's it's negative to the authenticness authentic authenticity of it it's a yeah yeah it's interesting yeah, is, are you seeing yeah. much like while you're traveling different marketing different approaches that the Italians are having at content? I was saying to Bray, I reckon the bikini model, like when you, you go past like the bikini like swimwear stores and stuff, mm. the boobs on the models tend to be bigger. 
I don't know why. All right, like, you be sicko. You just really keep an <laughs> eye on the fucking mannequin's tits. JJ bringing a bit of smut. <laughs> JJ finally brings a bit of smut to the show. No, it was just an observation. I guess it was um, maybe that I don't know if that's a cultural thing. Hi at thedailytalkshow.com if you know why. Like maybe just generally a little bit curvier. Yeah. In, in the model, in some cases, maybe. I don't know. I don't know. I literally went past one store and, and noticed it. Yeah. And what about, like, are you getting different ads being pushed to you through your phone? No. I'm getting all Australian stuff. So, obviously, <laughs> it's all yell- happening. yelling at you advice. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm just, yeah, I'm just getting sort of the standard, the standard shtick. But, um, yeah, I think the thing that I've been thinking about is... And um, Michael Dixon spoke about this on um, LinkedIn, I believe, as well. Who's a um, awesome like speaker and facilitator of cool ideas and shit. Anyway, he um, he was talking about the idea that when he was traveling, he could travel and disconnect and almost like rebrand on the way out. Right. So you spend three months traveling people haven't seen or heard from you when you come back with this new ideas, new knowledge. And um, the thing that I am slightly struggling with is this idea that I still am slightly tethered to home. Mm. So, I've got my Instagram where I'm getting ads served to me that are in English, that are Australian specific. I'm getting up every morning every weekday morning and doing this and so i'm i do worry that maybe i'm missing out on some form of that sort of cultural experience Mm. by not being fully detached fuck is this your way of saying we're not doing the show anymore no 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 no. (laughs) it's but this is also the other thing too right it's um i think it's the the reason why it's really Good, And it's also like, it's that thing, it's a compromise, right? I think that it's a, um, the thing with doing this, uh, doing this show is like we're working on a much longer game. And I think I've, you know, done the calculations or whatever and been like, I'm better off doing this and working on this because it would be a shame because the reality is that this trip is three months and then will be continuing, you know, the podcast has 10 years in it. Mm. Whereas, you know, I can, I can, um, yeah, I don't know. What, what's your view on it? How would you, how do you think you, was you seeing my experience, what would you sort of filter and change? Yeah. I, I, if, I think it'd be worth sort of tuning out of that social noise from Australia and then I can just be your correspondent uh, on the ground yeah. here. Because you're right. It's like when I said, um, "Did you hear about the uh, the Tatsalotto thing?" Yeah, fucking heard it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Hitchy, yeah, Peter Hitchener posting about it. It's like, yeah, you can totally be in the loop on the other side of the world, and and feel like you're you're amongst it. But do you, are you getting a sense that you actually? Da- um, Danny's tuned out right now. He's fucking. He's just held the horn down <laughs> in his train to fucking drown out the noise <laughs> of this just, show. It's just- <laughs> Ploughing into pedestrians <laughs> as he goes through the, He's done, he's done, um, he's retired Have you, are you feeling You probably can't make that joke actually I take that back That's probably, like within the train thing It's probably a real yeah. fucked up thing they have to deal with is People fucking jumping in front of trains Yeah, go on. I can imagine But are you, do you, are you actually immersing yourself in the culture? Like, 
You look like you're getting pissed every day, so I'm proud of you. Um, what's, yeah. That's immersing yourself. <laughs> we've been having, we've definitely been having a little bit of wine here and there. No, I think I'm generally the the areas that I'm um, noticing where I'm getting out of my comfort zone is around the um, uh, like language. Mm. So where where we are right now, um, I say I can't remember now. I've, so, what is it, Breezer? Serrano, no, Serrano, Serrano, yeah. Serrano. She's fucking yelling at uh, Serrano. Um, where we are right now, it's very um, like uh, I think they call it like slow tourism or whatever. There's I haven't seen a single tourist, and it's um, I haven't heard anyone speaking English, and so that's been a uh, a really interesting experience. So it's like going and trying to where we're staying, the Airbnb. The, this guy, Chris, the host, he's got three apartments in this medieval village or town and um, they're, uh, he, he's living across from us at the moment. He's like a mix of American and English. He's written a book on Tuscany wow. and he's um, a, uh, such an interesting dude. And so he, when we arrive... This is the cultural stuff that I like. Like we arrive and he was talking about Tuscan bread being a bit shit because <laughs> basically they um they've um they don't add salt, they don't add all these things, but they add it to their food and that's why their food, you know, tastes so good. Yeah. But he's like he he um he makes his own bread. So he made us bread, we got like jam with it, then we went to a um he said what are you going to do for dinner? And we said, oh, we don't know yet. We might just go out and sort of explore. We might go to like the um, the butcher or whatever and um, get some cheeses and meat and stuff like that. Anyway, um, uh, he said, oh, I would normally take you out and sort of help you out with it, but I've actually got a, a birthday party that I've got to go to. Anyway, we're in the town walking around trying to find the general store and he comes out. He was just at like a, the um, a wine bar that just nearby and said, oh, I've actually got five minutes because I need to buy lemon. So, so he ended up going and helped us buying all these different meats and cheeses. And then, um, yeah, just, it was a really great experience. Yeah. And um, so, and Brie has been so good at the, uh, I feel like I need to get better at the the language thing or just having the confidence just to not nail it. Where Bree is doing, I feel like Bree is doing a really good job of that at the moment. Talking is Helen. Just talking. Yeah. No, you just you yeah. just being not... able to just looking at Google Google trip. Well, that's what I've been doing. I've <laughs> been a bit nodding. more of a mute. Whereas Bree, just a lot of smiling and nodding. Whereas Bree's got Google Translate out and she was working it. Yeah. But what it did get me thinking was around how much I've, how much we've grown as travelers. Mm. Like, do you remember? Do you feel like you've you've grown a lot since you've Sort of the early days, the you know, what was the first? What was the first international trip you went on? Um, oh, Bali with my family, but I went to England by myself. Stayed with my cousin. Went to Italy the first time. Traveling by yourself is fucking interesting. Like without anybody. Yeah. No, no partner. I went to um, Flor. I went to, I went to Rome and Florence, but that was like the first time mm-hmm. by myself traveling. Interesting. And and what was it like? Oh. It was great. I I, I met a, a guy now who's a good friend of mine. Um, but you just, I've got no, like, I, it, so you know me, I talk to anyone 
and most people mm. if I have a fucking chance. But I still I still feel like that uh, uncomfortable, self conscious. You know, uh, I think you get over that shit around. Oh, you know, I'm. People think I'm stupid by myself. I don't know. There's this weird thing. It's it's probably shift. It was like when I was a kid, and then I thought going for coffee by myself. I was felt a bit self conscious about for some reason, just ego. And then I started loving it. So it's like, yeah, you do more of that. So you get used to being in a space that was once uncomfortable for you, and then it feels good. Yeah, I think it's about like embracing that. And I think that it goes against our natural, like um, that lizard brain, mm. right? It's like it goes against goes against that. But I even noticed like when we went to, we did a um, a tour and we, uh, we went to this vineyard and we had uh, lunch and they'd sort of said beforehand, um, we're going to give you different wines that are going to be, you know, best for different parts of your meal, blah, blah, blah. <clears throat> anyway... I was on a table, Brie and I were both on a table with like um, six Americans from like, you know, all couples or whatever, like all twos and they were all from different parts of the States and um, we got the wine and um, you could tell every, the other tables had started drinking and um, I could see that our table with, that we were all looking around like, oh, we meant to start or whatever. Yeah. And I would have left it. I, we none of us were drinking it yet and it was like a minute had gone by and I was like, oh, you know what? I'm going to be the... Um, the Jason Fox talks about it uh, who we've had on the show as like being the, the jester and that's one of the things that he sort of tries to do and I think that I almost felt like maybe I, I misinterpret the jester thing in some regards but I was happy to be the fool in that moment and being like, so what's the deal with the wines, everyone? What do we What do we do? Oh, yeah. And then every, all of a sudden, it's like, oh, yeah, oh, let's grab this one. And then everyone started drinking. So, yeah, it's it's interesting. You, you've got to get out of your comfort zone. Well, I ju- but I just noticed how much we've um, we've changed since our early days of, of travel. Well, I think Jester, uh, this is the definition of Jester according to Google, a professional joker or fool at a medieval court, typically wearing a cap with bells on it and carrying a mock <laughs> sceptre. I'll try and be full jester while I'm in the medieval get, town. Can today. you get a hat that is a jester, like a jester hat? Well, it's not part of my it's not part of my rebrand, but um, I think we should be able to organise something. A cap with bells on it that will be funny. Well, the thing is, dude, a good look for a lot for maybe about th- two two months of this year, you were literally just staying at home, getting up in the morning, going coffee, coming back, editing, and that was your life. And so this is like. Yeah. The complete other side. I think there is, it, it definitely makes you grow as a human, expands your mind yeah. traveling. And, and I think it, what it comes down to is you're constantly uncomfortable. It's not that comfortable traveling. Mm. I mean, it's just pushing yeah. the boundaries of you, what, how you think and feel. So it's, um, yeah, it's definitely great. Well, I, um, I was reminded of a time we're going into the Airbnb um yesterday and uh i was i was like oh man it's like such a beautiful view i'll post a just quickly do you think i'm going too full on with the instagram stories what while i'm away on the daily talk daily talk show that was was i mean yesterday you went a bit hard but it is a good story at least there was a story there it wasn't just a gelato i felt like it was a story yeah if people (laughs) uh if people missed it i uh i rented i rented a car and drove here 
which it all worked out fine. We, um, I only went the wrong way once and it was just in a car park area. So that was fine. But when we were, uh, when we were coming in, I was just thinking how amazing the Airbnb was. And I noted that there was no TV, which is great. Good. And I was reminded of a trip that Bree and I went to uh, in New York when we were, we would have been um, maybe uh, 21, 22. Actually, no, we would have been like 23. It would have been like maybe four or five years ago. And um, we got to the Airbnb and it was really hot in there. There was a few things. But then I told to Bree, Oh, there's um, there's no cable TV, and she burst into tears. <laughs> what she cried because there was no TV. <laughs> she she cried because no, there was a TV, but it just was a DVD player. There was no cable. Hang on. Um, what's Bree's? You, you yeah. put her. She needs to clarify that story. Not that I don't yeah, believe I you. Feel like, well, she's 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 gone out of the bedroom right now to clarify the story. Come here, please, Breezy. What what do you think happened? It wasn't the cable TV. It was the whole situation of being with the, Josh. The cable TV was the thing that <laughs> of, exactly. No, it was it was so funny. But the, also on that trip, Bree asked me if she, if I thought she'd put on weight on the trip, and I said no. And then she said no. Seriously, I want you to be honest. Oh fuck. I said, oh, maybe a little bit on oh, your no. arms. <laughs> and your thighs. And, on your <laughs> and your, a little bit on your bum. You did say that. So anyway, that didn't go down that well. Mate, that's, that's a life trap. <laughs> that's, yeah, yeah, yeah. Life trap, you, baby, <laughs> life trap. We've done a life, we've managed to do another life trap. Yeah, you can't, I've, been, I've been stung with that one many a times. Be honest. Tell me what you think. All right, no, no problem. Never be honest. <laughs> No, don't don't do it. So um, yeah, no. It's so we're here for um, seven days. Well, I'm happy with and, that because um, the audio is good and you've you seem to have internet and you, well, you're getting. I'm drunk. glad you think the audio is good. I was I was a bit worried because the um, it's definitely like it's not super strong internet. But we've worked out. Should we explain tec- technically how we're doing it, or is that boring? Uh, I actually thought it was quite uh, Bre- fascinating. Bree said it's interesting. I thought it was quite fascinating because yeah, so it's. We- it's actually it's it's a way that you probably wouldn't think to do this. Mm. Yeah. So if you're if you're a radio person or a podcaster, this might be of interest to you. So we've done a, we've tr- set up a lot of different ways of of doing the show, depending on the, the situation. Normally, Tommy and I are just recording into a um, one recorder. We're both uh, together. We have our microphones. It's nice and easy. Um, on the start of the trip, what we used was a technology or a website called IP Down the Line. And it's an equivalent for if, uh, if you're in radio or you've listened to radio, you might know of what's known as, or if you listen, you probably wouldn't have heard of it, but it's called an ISDN line. And it's like a high fidelity, low latency audio solution, which basically just means that it's like a phone, a phone line that's really high quality. So it sounds like they're in the same room together. And so, IP down the line is a similar solution to that, but it's using the internet rather than a physical sort of phone line. And we started using that, but the problem is that it would, because it was sending Tommy's high quality signal to me, and sometimes it would um, uh, it would break down or it wouldn't be great. And so, what we've landed on, and this has worked out pretty well, is because we're not doing it live, 
we have the luxury of being able to do some things in post-production. And what we've found to be the best solution is FaceTime. So we have FaceTime right now. I'm using a program called Audio Hijack, which records Tommy's FaceTime and my audio just as backups. And then on top of that, Tommy's recording locally in software on his computer. Oh, fuck. I forgot to, and I forgot to do that. No, I'm just kidding. Fuck off. I'm just kidding. Just kidding. Oh, my God. <laughs> Don't do it. My heart sunk. That would have been so... We, there's going to be at least a show. I feel like that's a joke you can't make because there's going to be a show where you do fuck yeah, it up. Yeah, true. Very true. But, but, and then so what happens is I then bring it in to post and I actually bring up your Tommy's volume level because he's Tommy's using what's known as a condenser microphone which means it picks up a lot more room noise compared to this dynamic microphone which is um it, it doesn't capture all of that so because my uh because Tommy's microphone's more sensitive I actually can bring up his the volume of his and I can actually hear me in the headphones when the volume's really loud wow. and I use that to then sync it up and then so there we go we've got two we have two microphones all synced up and it sounds like we're in the same room. It actually works really well. It's yeah. uh, The problem with it is just the, the slight delay or like I think that that's probably something people might notice is it's a little bit harder to interject or continue on a story. Yeah, this is literally establishing a new show from what we did for the first 115. It's like a different vibe. It's it's changing. Yeah. So I get, I get your feelings, Danny. Uh Drive safely yeah, on that it's train. it's interesting. I think, exactly. I think with, um, and the, the thing with feedback, I'm I'm reading this awesome book at the moment. I'm only like the first chapter in called Nonviolent Communication. And it's <clears throat> it's all about the words you use, basically. And it, violent is a strong word, but it's just like the words we use to, um, to communicate and stuff like that. And I think um, I'm trying to, emphasize i'm really excited to read this book because i think what it will help with is taking feedback and being able to communicate feedback as well Mm. because i realize that's where the growth is and it's also like danny's concern is the exact concern that we had but there's really not a way around it like we can try and we can try better and talk about other things and not talk so much about the travel type of thing but there's also going to be a difference. And so it's almost just weathering this storm, which is something different. And then by episode, you know, 180 or 200, we'll have nailed this and then mm. we'll be back in the same room. And uh, we've got a guest coming out every Friday. So not sure who it is this, this week. Oh, oh, but hey, it's the 10th. There's still one one day left to send through an email. Hi at the dailytalkshow.com if you want stickers. If you want me to send you out yes. some stickers. Yeah, absolutely. Michelle, I got Michelle. Michelle sent a follow-up email. She was ropeable that I just didn't send them in the UK. <laughs> but no, they they um they will be sent. But um, yeah, hi at the Daily Talk Show, and we can send them. We can send them internationally as well. Mm. So um, if you're in, we've got a, a bunch of people who who listen in the US. So um, if you're in the US, we're we're happy to sort out how to get that to you. I'm saying that as sort of a bit of a proxy to. Tommy's workload. Um, <laughs> no, I've actually got a good system going <laughs> on. So, uh, full time okay. job now. Sticker, sticker, send her out. What does it cost to send? Just out of curiosity, what's oh, the like administrative fee? Two bucks. That's oh, great. It's good. Yeah, good. It's a daily talk show, everyone. Um, yeah, feel free to send us the, an email. And if you've gotten this far, 
I feel like this is probably an episode for the geeks. So if you can leave us a review through the podcast, Apple podcast app through iTunes, it's uh, much appreciated as well. All right, guys. See you tomorrow. Cool. See ya. Bye.